Welcome to Let's Swipe Online Dating Stories. Okay. Um, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Swipe. I am your host, Amanda, and joined with me is my lovely co-host, Erica, and our other, basically our other co-host, Amy, who's here all the time <laughs> that we love. Hi guys. Hey. Um, so tonight uh, we were tasked with um, taking the love love languages quiz to try to find out what our love languages are and if that I guess if what we were given as the answers if that like was surprising to us in any way or if we kind of thought that that was what our love language would be so for our listeners who might not know what the love languages are there's like a book that is out about how basically everybody has a different love language and it's not necessarily even just I think for romantic partnerships but it's even like in friendships like how do you show you know love how do you want to be loved and kind of it helps with like communication so there are five different love languages I think five right yes um so there is um oh I should have had this ready I've got mine pulled up. Okay. What are the what are the five love languages? Uh so we have receiving gifts, acts of service, quality time, physical touch, and words of affirmation. Yeah, and so if you there's a whole book that I have not read. Have you any either of you read the I book? I haven't read it either. No, um, neither. Yeah, but I know it's, it's we pretty popular. The library. Yeah, I, I kind of think I I maybe would would want to read it, but I'd kind of heard enough about it that I had ideas of what my love languages were. And um, I feel like my results kind of confirmed that. So um, I guess I'll give mine first just since I'm already talking, but um, my most predominant love language is quality time, which Erica's shaking her head. Nodding, (laughs) nodding. Yeah. Yeah, I'm nodding um, too. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, and like the the what it says if your primary love language is quality time, it says in quality time, nothing says I love you like full undivided attention. Being there for this type of person is critical, but really being there with the TV off, fork and knife down, and all chores and tasks on standby makes you feel truly special and loved. Distractions, postponed activities, or the failure to listen can be especially hurtful. Whether it's spending uninterrupted time talking with someone else or doing activities together, you deepen your connection with others through sharing time. And for me, like that, I I definitely agree. Like, that's what I thought it would be. Um, Just like thinking if I'm hanging out with somebody, I obviously don't mind if you need to check your phone. But if you're checking your phone a bunch while we're hanging out, I immediately feel like you don't really want to be here with me. You know, like this is not... Like, you're, I'm not your priority, or our activity together, our shared time is not your priority. Um, and it, it bothers me. Like, and I will say, like, and not even just in relationships, but if I'm hanging out with my sister and she starts texting, like, um, her friend a bunch, and I'll just say, like, do I need to go? Like, and not like in an asshole way, but just sort of like in a lighthearted way, like, either we're hanging out or we're not, you know? And, um, yeah. and so, for me, that's, and then I also remember activities I do with people. Like, I tend to remember who I see movies with, 
even though most people don't because they're like, well, who cares? We're just seeing a movie. But like to me, we're sharing the experience of the movie. Um, so I tend to remember like who I unless it's a movie I've seen a bazillion times or something, you know. Um, so that was my primary science theater 3000 night where we're all ripping the movie apart for fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Pretty fun, but yeah, otherwise I I have a friend who talks through movies and TV shows and there are times that I want to suffocate him with the pillow. So he'll shut up. Oh yeah. No, I'm not suggesting it's good quality time if someone's talking through a movie. I'm saying I just remember that I went and saw a movie with you. Oh, oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Like I know, like I, in, in 1996, I saw the Sandra Bullock, Jeremy Northam movie called The Net with my dad. I saw Speed, also Sandra Bullock, with my dad and sister. Like, I just remember those things. Yeah. Um, because, like, we're doing an activity together. So then my um, my next biggest, I was actually tied with... Um, Acts of service and physical touch. So my uh, quality time was 33%. And then physical touch and acts of service were tied at 23%. But I actually think the acts of service for me is just like connected with quality time. Like I don't want somebody doing something for me. But it's like I want you to spend time with me. Like if I need to figure out how to like, like you guys help me redo my basement. Right. Like I didn't want you guys to come over and do my basement. I but it was like it meant a lot that you guys came over and like helped me figure out how to do it and spent time with me while I was doing it. So the acts of service one, I'm kind of like, I don't know if that was if if in my brain I coded it as acts of service or if I coded it as quality time, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then physical touch and then um Closely behind that was words of affirmation, which I definitely know that I need, I think, because of my anxiety. Um, I I need that, like, from a partner. And then my lowest one at 3% was receiving gifts. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't, it's nice if someone gives me a gift, but, like, that's not how I, like, I love Christmas and doing gifts around Christmas time, but I have a really good friend who she gets gifts for me like just all the time because she she's think she's like oh I saw this and I knew you'd like it and I always feel like I need to be getting her more gifts because obviously her love language is gift oriented because she's trying to tell me that she cares about me by giving me these gifts but and it may I not just, be that she feels the same way about receiving gifts because well, a lot of us who are gift givers it's like this is my way of showing this. I mean, and if you want to give me something, that's fine, but it's not like it's a necessary, it's not a, I won't say quid pro quo, but it's not like they don't understand different types of incoming love. It's just, this is a nice, convenient, not convenient, you're gonna have to edit the shit out of this i'm so sorry (laughs) but like it's just it's an easier like manifestation of their love because they're like i know you like this thing and then i saw this thing it's it's not some generic thing that you just pick up that kind of is like what you like but this very specific very interesting thing like i I remember i i forgot where i was and i saw something that I, i i can't it was a poster that diversity poster I got you mm-hmm. like 
There was no reason. I just, I saw it and I, and you were the first person I thought of and I just hang on to it and I'm like, okay, like next birthday, next Christmas or whatever. I just hung on to it because I'm like, this, this is so Amanda that I have to get it, but I'm not yeah. really a giver either. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that for sure. I mean, I see stuff when I'm out. I just don't always buy stuff when I see it. And like, I, I often am like, oh, this person, like Erica would love this, but I don't, well, and also I don't feel like Erica loves getting gifts. Yeah. You know, so I guess it's part of like, I don't know, but I guess I just assume like my friend who gives gifts all the time, like literally constantly, I feel like maybe she does, she would maybe like someone to do the same thing for her. She would respond a little differently than, I, I know we're not really, we don't really exchange gifts with each other on a regular basis, but yeah, we're, we're. I don't think any of us would be upset if we got each other something. Just well, for no, the, but then no, you know, yeah. like, but then we're, there's this this feeling of obligation, which I feel like I, yeah, I see what Amanda's saying that, now. What the 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 friend wouldn't think that she'd just be like, oh, sweet, you know, like a little bit of speaking my language, so to speak. Like yeah. she's not gonna expect you to always give her gifts to show for for Amanda to show this friend that she cares, but when it's when Amanda does give her something, it's it's on her level and she doesn't feel like, oh, now I got to turn around and do something else for her. Like we would, because that's not how we communicate. So I, yeah. I get that, you know, I guess it, it's specific to the gift and it's specific to the person. And yeah, if this friend, that's how she communicates. I I feel like, you know, she's a good friend. She doesn't expect Amanda to always reciprocate with gifts. But if she, if Amanda does give a gift to this person, it speaks to her level. Whereas to us, we're like, oh, no, shoot. Now I got to get Amanda something, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I I do want to be clear. Like if I give someone a gift, I don't want anything in return, but a thank you. And I'm sure that that is also how my friend feels like, in you know in reality but it's also like when you have somebody who's giving that many gifts and they're not expensive they're just they're just thoughtful and like oh I thought you'd like this it does make me just question like is is like she not and she's not getting gifts from people because most people I don't think are big gift givers with their friends and certainly not in the way that she is and it's awesome that she does it but I do worry it's like if you're somebody who that's your love language and like none of the people around you share that then that can probably get frustrating over time yeah so i guess there needs to be a love language test for because i guess i took this very much thinking of like how i receive love and not so much of like how i give love oh that's a good good point yeah i i took it the took it with the same same thought process like how i receive not how i give I think that's the way it's set up. Like, I don't know if there's a way for it to be set up to be like, how would you express your love to other people? Okay. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess the questions are, is it more meaningful, meaningful for you when A happens or B happens? I guess it is set up that way, that way. So Erica, what were your, your Um, love languages? So, yeah, again, I was more of the, um, the, Likewise with you, and I'm sorry it was stalling because my, my phone timed out on me. Quality time. 
um, which was 33%. I guess it, it got split up. 17% um, acts of service, 20% words of affirmation, 30% physical touch. But this is I, like, I never looked at this love of language thing. I certainly didn't read the book. I never looked at any of this, any of this stuff before. We're like, hey, we're going to do this quiz and we're going to talk about it. And I'm like, okay, oh my God, pop quiz, you know. <laughs> um, so my feelings is when you're reading these questions, it's, I answered honestly, but I feel like a lot of it was because a lot of it was like, would you rather have a gift or would you rather have somebody spend time with you? Would you rather have them do something for you or would you rather do something together? And it's just like, well, I'm not, I, I like to think I'm not a total narcissist. I might be <laughs> just, right. just in denial about it, but I'm like, I kind of want to give and take. And so it felt like some of the stuff was like, I'm like, yes, give me that. Or you do this thing for me and blah, blah, blah. And it, like, there was one where like, you know, your partner's tired, but they asked you to like, if you wanted to help out in something, I'm like, well, no. Cause right. I mean, they're tired. Like, I care about this person. Like, no, why would I be like, oh, I know you're tired, but I have this, this bullshit. Like I need to like, help me out as you know. Yeah, so it just, it, it felt, yeah, I mean, some of it I felt was not like on purpose, like accidentally slanted. I'm like, well, I'm not a total dick. I mean, I am kind of a dick, but I'm not a hundred percent a dick. So no, Jesus, you know? And so I think that's how I end up with some of these answers was because I'm like, I care oh. about this other person. So no. So like my, my gift giving was zero because I'm like, no, like hang out with me or listen to me crab or let me listen to you crab. Or, you know, if you know, if you've got time and the energy and inclination, you know, I'm, you know, my roof is leaking and I'm up there with a, like a ladder and some shingles and some nails, like help a sister out, you know, goddamn, you know? So I don't know. I'd like, I wasn't in love with this whole like quiz, you know? Um, but I guess apparently quality time for Erica. So there we are. Yeah. But also your physical touch was really high, which I would have also said, well, yeah, but yeah, the, and like the thing with me, physical touches, I love hugging people, but it's just like because it's a moment, it's a thing. I don't just go up to somebody, like again, putting aside the whole like COVID thing, like this was not COVID. I'm gonna run up to somebody, they're like, oh my god, er, you know, that's it seems to me invasive. Like, yeah, tell just something that you mean, you know, like if I touch your shoulder or if we give you a hug, it's because I'm like, I know you need or want or seem to be in some sort of state where you want some sort of like touch. Either it's because you're sad or because you're happy. We're like, oh my God, hugging out girlfriend or boyfriend, yeah. Or, you know, shit's going down or I'm just like, I acknowledge you and what what's happening with you. Like for me, touch is personal. You know, now if somebody touches me, I'm not going to be like punching them out or whatever. Like but it's this, just like it it means something. I if I do it, it's because I mean it. But I you think know? that's the same with all of these. This isn't about like you and a random stranger. This is well, about no, you. I know that too. But like some people, it's not a big thing to 
like, you know, to do it, which is fine. You know, if somebody hugs me, and even if I'm not feeling it, but I feel like they're feeling it, hey, right on. But, I, and I, I see what you mean, but, like, I feel like, for me, the the reason it's the percentage, percentage it is is because if I touch somebody or let somebody touch me, it's for very specific reasons. It's understood, so. Yeah. But that's me. Anyway. Well, I think that's a good perspective, and that's how I interpreted it to mean, but it's interesting that you interpreted it, like, in a different way from how you, like, you're expressing, when you're expressing physical touch, you're doing it in a way that I interpreted the the quiz as talking about, but it's interesting that you interpreted the quiz as talking about physical touch, like, in a more broader way, I guess, or just physical touch for the sake of touch? Possibly. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, Sh- uh, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> caught yourself. I caught myself. <laughs> so I am also a quality time girl, and mine was 37% quality time. Uh, my next one was words of affirmation at 27%. Um, then I tied on acts of service and physical touch at 17%. And my receiving gifts was 3%. So it was pretty much like you guys as well. And this actually, I'm, I'm not really surprised by any of this. Like, looking back at past relationships, I can totally see why, why the ones that are higher are higher. Um, my last long-term relationship, the pre-Tim, for anyone who's following along in our podcast conversation... Um, my last long-term relationship, the person that I dated, who I still talk to, is a very nice guy, but he did not have a lot of emotional intelligence. So despite the fact that I dated him for five years, I think he told me that he cared about me a total of maybe three times in Mm. five years. Wow. So while I don't necessarily need someone to pat me on the head and tell me, you know, I'm wonderful. Knowing where I stand with someone is really, really important. Um, And sometimes all that takes is just to have their full attention. I'm totally like, you know, if, if we are sitting on the couch watching TV and we're just sitting there. We're, we're in the same room. We don't necessarily have to be on the same couch. You know, that's fine. I'm cool with that because I know that, yeah, he wants to be here with me. That's fine. But having gone in a relationship so long, not getting much of anything, yeah, I need to know something. Um, I am very much anti-PDA, so... <laughs> It's, it's kind of funny because I'm, I am a hugger, but in a relationship, I don't really like holding hands with someone when I walk. And I'm like, you know, when I see someone, I'll give them a hug, but then it's like, okay, that's enough. I'm, you know, don't go any farther than that. Don't try to kiss me in public. Um, you know, that, that's, that's for behind closed doors kind of stuff. So I'm... I can see why physical touch is not super, super high. Um, 
the acts of service thing is kind of I like to think of myself as fairly independent, so I'm not used to people sort of helping me out with stuff. So it's like, it's great when it happens, but it's not necessarily like a, it, it, I don't think it's something that I, I actively seek out. Yeah, I mean, acts of service seems like you want people doing stuff for you. And yeah. I get actually kind of uncomfortable Right. If people are doing things for me, but I do very much like doing things that are difficult together. I like someone helping me. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, but I guess that also is an act of service to like have someone helping when you need help. Right. It's not like it, it. My mom made a good example. She I remember she got really, really ticked off at my dad one Christmas because we were hosting and all the family showed up. My mom was running around trying to get food on the table and make sure the ham doesn't burn. And my dad was basically in the recliner just hanging out. And she's like, she's like, didn't I teach him anything? She, he, she should have been up asking people if they needed something to drink, retrieving drinks, greeting people if they came in the door, you know, that kind of stuff. So I kind of think of that like acts of service like mm-hmm. he, he you know he he kind of needed to step up the game and sort of act as the the secondary host host and you know take some of that pressure off my mom to do everything I guess that that's like the best example I can come up with off the top of my head um well, I think that's a really good example because it also is basically showing that there's a partnership right right that it's not lopsided she's not the only host they are co-hosts Right. And uh, my mom still talks about that. That happened like 20 years ago, and she still <laughs> talks about how mad she was. <laughs> um, so, like, receiving gifts, it's awesome. I'm not going to turn away a gift. Like, if some guy decides to buy me something, I've gotten some really nice gifts. It's just not, you know, it, it's not the... My idea of a good gift is if a guy takes me out to dinner. So, you know, my my expectations on gift giving are not particularly high. Like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm not really bothered. So, yeah, I, I'm not really surprised by my results at all. I think it's pretty, pretty in tune. And I have taken it before, but it was a really long time ago. And I wish I had my results from the last time because I'm curious if it changed at all. Like, I think the last time I took it, it was when I came out of the long-term relationship where I had zero emotional input from my partner. So maybe the maybe the physical contact came up now that I've sort of gotten used to not being in a relationship. I don't know. Anyway, it, it's, it's interesting. It's like, it kind of reminds me of Myers-Briggs a little bit. And no, we are not taking Myers-Briggs tests. I will not do another <laughs> Myers-Briggs test. I don't I'm even so know surprised. how. I'm so surprised at how many do anybody. Not, I, I say dudes because my, that's my limited market of who right. I am looking for in line. So it's it's probably across all, all the aisles, all the, you know. Um, but they're like, if it matters, or even if they're like, it matters to me is 
letter, letter, letter. And it's just like, really? Like, I mean, yeah, it is. I'm really like surprised. It's 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 gone so deeply into people, even at this point. I mean, I know that like looking for a job was multiple years back. They're like, oh well, what's your blah blah blah? And I'm like, really? Like, why don't you ask me if I know what the fuck I'm doing? (laughs) But but yeah, and so I'm just like, sure, dude, whatever. I I give zero cares. She said, editably. (laughs) (laughs) But apparently, like, it's still out there, and people still feel like they have to do it. Or not at least do it, but, like, put out their... And again, maybe it's part of what Tim calls, like, the casting of the white net. Maybe they don't personally care, but maybe they want to get it in, like, those prospects who do kind of care about it because it gets you in with people who you may not have gotten in with, so. Yeah, I guess so. It's like, when I see that, I just think, okay, they care about the Myers-Briggs test, but, like, I don't, I don't. So it's like, I it doesn't even mean anything to me when I see those letters. Like, I've taken the test, and, and I know, like, my, the last two letters, there's, there's two that every time I take it, I kind of swap on whatever the last letter is. Um, like I think J and then it's, uh, it's, I, you're either an introvert or an extrovert. Uh, you are a thinker or you are a sense it, it, no, you're either intuitive or you're a thinker. You are a, what is, I can't remember the last, what's the last, the last one. Uh, you're a perceiver or a judger. I go back and forth on the last one, too. Yeah, I go back and forth on the last one, and I think that's fairly common, actually. Um, But anyway, so, but I don't know anything beyond that. Like, and I don't even remember what my letters are. So when I see that, I just, I always wonder, like, well, are they, is it important to them? But it's not to me, so I don't worry about it. I put mine on my profile, and I also did, um, there's, there's like a thing called an Enneagram, which I've taken the Enneagram a couple of times. It's, I just put it on there just because it's kind of like, okay, if you're into this, here's mine. Here's something we have to talk about. I think, like Tim said, the casting the wide net. Um, I, I don't really purposely look for anybody who says, oh, yeah, I'm this specific Myers-Briggs type. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of nice if someone mentions it just because it's like, oh, hey, common interest. We've both taken the Myers-Briggs test. All right. But I'm more interested yeah. in what Hogwarts house you get sorted into. Like, that I understand. It's <laughs> like, if you say you're a Ravenclaw or a Hufflepuff or whatever, like, I understand, like, what that's saying about your personality. And that's more, I guess, like, useful to me. Like if you took a if you took the real one, like there's actually a real like legit good sorting um, house personality test. There's a whole bunch of them that are bullshit, but there is one that like I, I don't know if it was a therapist or a psychiatrist or something like created, and it actually is like a very good personality test. Interesting. I've I've not seen all the Harry Potter movies, so I don't. All I know is like Slytherin is kind of like the semi not good guys and like. Uh, Harry Potter, what, he's Gryffindor? He's Gryffindor. Okay, I don't know anything about the other two. 
So well, that, I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> For all you gents out there who are listening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably a Slytherin just because I like green. <laughs> well, the Slytherins get a bad rap because they're definitely like the rival house in the books and in the movies. Um, and a lot of like the evil characters kind of like come from Slytherin, but Slytherin all have good attributes. So, yeah. Well, Harry Potter. Anyway, I'm um, the showing, so. This sounds like an awesome time to hear from our sponsors. Have you ever heard about Anchor.fm? Then you need to know this is the easiest way to make a podcast because honestly, this is how we do it. Let me tell you a few things. It's free. Anchor will distribute for you on Spotify, Apple, and various other platforms. You can make money from this, from your actual podcast, your own podcast, with no minimum listenership. So if it's just you, if it's your mom, if it's your mom's friends, it's your mom's friend in the basement with you, you can make money. Anchor.fm, just do it, you guys. It's super easy. Look, they let us do it, right? And they let us do it. They're going to let you do it. It's going to be dope. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And let's hear your stories. Okay? Thanks. But actually, something that Tim said on the last episode, and then kind of also us looking at these, um, you know, the love languages test, it it really did make me start thinking about um, the idea of, being more focused in my profile. Like, so when I am ready to actually get back on um, after my break um, to like really like, I think my profile is like funny and, and cute and it kind of like gives them input into who I am. But I do feel like a lot of the questions I answer, okay, Cupid, I'm getting matched with people. Um, yeah. They're people I'd be friends with, but maybe not people who like, really if I want that quality time that we're going to be engaged in like the same kinds of activities um you know I think I mentioned before just because I know what a d20 is doesn't mean I want a guy who like only ever plays role-playing games you know it's like I don't it's like I want to do that every once in a while but I'm I'm not like and also my life is perfectly content if I never play another role-playing game again um you know and so I'm thinking of really scrapping my OkCupid profile and starting over and being like incredibly deliberate with the questions that I answer and how I answer them and really thinking about like what it is that I'm looking for. Um, Like I was talking to another friend and she was like, okay, well, what is it that like you actually like want at the end of the day, like with a relationship? That must be going through the air right now because I had this conversation with Gareth and he told me to do the same thing, which is like, well, what are you looking for? And I know I kind of hate the idea of doing that because it makes me have to do a laundry list of these attributes that I'm looking for. But I think I need to do the same thing because I keep meeting people that it's like, well, yeah, sure, I'd be okay with hanging out with these people, but I'm not like it never goes anywhere. So I'm having the same thought process where I maybe need to go back and be more deliberate about this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. Yeah. And I mean, I think I haven't wanted to do that before because I haven't wanted to close the door 
on certain possibilities. Mm -hmm. But it's also like at the end of the day, it's important to know yourself and like what you actually really want. Because you could end up dating like a great person and ultimately have different goals. And yeah, I mean, you might end up dating a person and they might, your goals might change because they were so awesome. But most of the time, that's not what happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and so, like, what is it where, like, after that initial, like, oh, my God, they're so cute, like, wears off if I want to be with the same person for, like, 30 years? Like, what are the attributes that... I need in a partner, you know? Um, and so I'm trying to give that some thought. I think also this might be like in the air for everybody because all of these like ridiculous dating shows that are on Netflix and Hulu right now, and we're all still in COVID time. So we're just watching this trash, but, um, you know, I think that it is, it is maybe something to think about. So I've considered doing that, but as Tim also mentioned, if you're not in the right frame of mind to be doing online dating, you shouldn't be doing it. And so I'm not quite ready to redo my profile right now. Cause I feel like it's sort of like I, right now I'm feeling in that same way I did. Like whenever I break up with someone and I'm like, Oh, I guess I'll get back online. And you know, I like make a profile or whatever. And it's always like, wow, fine. I guess this picture's okay. <laughs> and I don't want to have that attitude right now. I think I'm still in the, um, COVID dating sucks frame of mind, you know, but I am trying to kind of soul what is it I want. And then also like my, my friend who I can't believe we're talking about this into the universe, like what it is that we want and like, you know, putting that out there and seeing if it comes back, which sounds really silly, but you know, there might be something to it. I'm not going to make a vision board or anything. Don't worry. I I, I don't know if this is what is consi uh, considered a vision board or not, but I remember whenever I, I did this thing whenever I got my first job out of college and I ended up being laid off from this job because there just wasn't a lot of work. So I would come up with these things to do during the day to keep myself busy and make it look like I had something to do. So I, I have this old sheet of paper and all that it is, it's just stuff I like and it's completely random crap. Like I like sunsets. I like Dr. Pepper. And it's like this, just a bunch of stuff that I like. And somebody suggested that I do something similar now, 20 years later, like just make a start there as a means for, okay, well, what are you looking for? Start with things that you like, things that make you happy. And then, you know, from there you can kind of pick out, well, I want someone else who also enjoys listening to rain on a tin roof or, you know, just some very, I don't, I don't know if it, I don't know if this is going to go where I think it's going to go, but it's more like an exercise and just trying to get my head around thinking about things I want in another person. And I'm also looking at my old relationships, like writing down pros and cons about my old relationships to see what worked and what didn't and see if there's any kind of, like, if I'd say, 
well, looking back at my old relationships, I definitely have a type. I will say that. Not only a physical type, but definitely a uh, nerdy intellectual type dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Same. Um, yeah, blonde men for the win with me. I don't do the tall, dark, and handsome. I do the pale, pale blonde and dorky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> At least you have a type. That's nice. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely have a type, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around the idea of, okay, well, I don't, like you said, you don't want to throw someone out just because they don't have the look that you know that, that you typically go for. But at the same time, it's like, well, I know I'm not attracted to this type of guy. So do I, you know, how much effort do I put in trying to decide if this is worth putting more effort into it, you know? Oh, see, I think that, like, attraction physical attraction can like grow like if I know somebody more totally totally yeah like and I don't have I mean my type I guess if I think my type has definitely been kind of like the smart nerdy guy but physically I've been pretty all over the place I mean I've I've dated like a couple of really tall guys I've dated guys of like different races I've dated you know, I mean, I my my ideal type is like a rugged mountain man type, but living in <laughs> St. Midwestern city, that's not really something I'm gonna get. Um, hey, so I mean, I think life I'm, is short. Life is short. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not gonna find pale British in our in our fair Midwestern city either. So you don't know either. Like, I, and not to be like blah 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 blah, but I'm like, ladies, the future is open. We never know. It's terrible, but I love this comedian. It's a Gary Goldman, comedian, stand-up. And he always talks about his mom and like, like, I forget, Long Island-ish? I know it's a New York suburb, whatever. And like, he, as he portrays, like, semi-stereotype. Like, semi but she's like... You never know, Gary. You never know. And I was like, first of all, I wish to God, why can't I have? And and he makes reference like so. I'm not I'm not projecting a stereotype. She is of the Jewish like religion and the Jewish culture. Uh, I guess of the new Long Island ish, whatever regional. One of my so. friends is a Brooklyn Jew, and he would totally approve of your accent. So, <laughs> well, it's just from watching this guy. So it, it's all Gary. <laughs> it's not me. I, it's just a pale imitation of him. But I wish to God I did have somebody who, had, you know, of what a persuasion. But but with that accent, I love the accent. Be like, you never know. You <laughs> never know. And I'd be like, okay, you're right. I never know. So. Anyway, that's that's my un, I, unlicensed. Unwarned I love it. Sense. That should be our. <laughs> I love it. Mantra. You never know. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead, please. Never know. Like I guess I was talking about more more than like a list of like looks wise, even though no. I mean yeah, put on that the universe like my mountain man. I was thinking more just like a like the attributes and like in the guy and like a person of like who would be 
like ultimately a life partner. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I'm I'm mostly thinking about things like obviously I can't date someone if I don't trust them. Um, you know, probably if I had to name one thing like as my most important, and this is strictly something I learned just from dating Tim, communication. They have got to be able to be good at communicating. That is like my A number one thing. Please know how to communicate. You don't have to be great at it. Just be open to the idea of it. Yeah, I think that's huge. Um, I agree. Same here. It's hard to like figure out how to look for that specifically because it's like when I think about all the things you want, aren't they just things that like is just generally like a decent person? You know what I mean? That's what makes it hard. How do you you translate that into a dating profile? That's the thing Mm -hmm. I've always struggled with. It's like, well, yeah, these are the same things everybody else is looking for. Now you've written a generic profile that sounds like everybody else. So it's it's hard to find a happy medium between hey, look at me, I'm interesting, and okay, you're cool, but we're not going anywhere. I agree 100%. Definitely. I also was thinking about how, like, with, um, and I feel like this happens a lot to me when I meet someone online and then date them from there as opposed to, like, meeting them through friends or whatever, um, or as friends because I've dated friends. Um but, like, I swear, like, you guys, this is not really a secret. I, I, I swear. But I don't swear, like, in my profile, and I don't tend to swear when I'm messaging someone. And so then I remember, like, very definitely, like, one of the later dates I was out with Vaughn, and I was like, I don't think he's ever heard me say a curse word. And then it's like, well... Yeah, in one sense, that's probably good. I probably swear more than I should, right? But in another sense, like, I'm obviously not really being me with this person if they've never heard me swear because I, it is just part, I don't swear, it's not that I'm swearing out of anger, it's just part of my vocabulary, right? And so I'm also, like, thinking, well, in the, like, maybe in my profile I need to just even say, like, hey, I... I, I'm not saying I curse like a sailor, but I, you know, I curse if that's a turnoff for you, you know, just FYI. But it's like, I don't really necessarily want to be that upfront with it. But it is like, I feel like a lot of times when I'm dating somebody online, I, I always have this weird moment of like, okay, I'm going to swear for the first time in front of them. And like it becomes really awkward. What? It's like, kind of like the first time you fart in front of someone. Like, oh God, what do they think about me now? Mm, I feel like that's that's a that's a different level. So like my ex from a year plus ago, I was in this relationship with him for about let's say between nine and ten years. He says ten, I say nine, but whatever. He did not hear me admit gas until like year nine, like the oh, very wow. last year, and I think that was because I was not aware that he was around. I, I do have weird feelings about that. See, I will drop F-bombs and C-bombs and all the bombs that are curse word bombs. S- semi-liberally. Um, but when it comes to gases, 
<laughs> I, I tend to be very, very, very conservative with those uh, just because I feel like it's a different thing. Uh, like, and which is ridiculous because we live together, like we've shared experiences together. He's definitely done it in front of me. And I'm like, whatever, man, you know, but I feel like it's a weird level of intimacy, especially for a woman to share with a man, um, especially if she kind of, someone would just be like, whatever, I don't care. And they, they shouldn't care because it's a dumb thing to care about. If someone would chalk it up to me and to any of us who are uptight about this, like we need to probably let that go. But at the same time, I feel like there's enough of a stigma against that. Like, I can swear like a sailor, not bad eyelash with a dude, but the minute I like <laughs> anything loose downstairs, like gas-wise, that's going to be a whole other perspective on me, which I don't think I'm comfortable with, which is weird. We should be, like, enabled, right, on this? Cause I, I guess, but it's like, <laughs> I'm okay with people just, like, not farting in front of each other as much as possible. It's like... Yeah, if somebody passes gas and they couldn't help it or whatever, like, okay, fine. But a lot of times, like, why wouldn't you just go somewhere else like, right. and do it? But, I mean, I, I feel if we, like, we we queried a bunch of dudes to be like, hey, man, like, you had to in front of your girl or in front of a girl, like, depending on what stage, I feel like they would have different ideas about that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's going to be a future podcast subject for us to be like, so, dude, that'll be gassy. questions we ask everyone. So <laughs> I, I don't want to make it that because I, I don't think, like, I personally feel like, like fart humor is lame. It's lazy and it's juvenile. Like I always have, like I would see I movies and they're like, I'm sorry, like Austin Powers. And I can't think of anything offhand where they're like, <laughs> Everyone's like he he he, and I'm like really, really you come yeah, up. Yeah, it's not it's not really my humor that. taste either. It's Sorry, Amy. Really my wheelhouse. I'm gonna admit to being <laughs> totally in my wheelhouse because I'm juvenile and I I I often make the joke that I am a ten year old boy trapped in a middle aged woman's body because fart jokes make me giggle so uncontrollably, and I think it's because. I grew like my dad growing up was like we used to tease him that water made him fart. My dad <laughs> farted so much growing up that it's just like okay, it's a thing. And my mom's going to kill me for this conversation, but like never ever heard my mom fart ever. And my my dad before he died, I remember him talking about my mom had to get um it's like is it the colonoscopy when you get like the lower half of your GI tract? There's a mark. There's there's a, a little um, video camera that goes up there. Then yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what she was having done. You know, you have to drink all the stuff and clear out your insides. And mm-hmm. so my mm-hmm. dad's there with her, and she's having this done, and she let one rip like after the after she'd had all this stuff done and he's like, it's, I, I don't know if it's the first time he ever heard her fart or what, but he laughed and laughed and laughed because my my mom finally ripped a fart. (laughs) 
So I, I guess it's just my upbringing. Like our our family humor was kind of lowbrow like that. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna admit to it. Fart jokes for the win for me. So I mean, I say to each their own, but I do think that's a you know, it's like there are people who find it funny and people who don't. Yeah, if, I mean. if you don't play Amy, please don't feel like you need to be a a fart <laughs> apologist. Like yeah. no, uh, no. That said, like if I'm out with you two, I'm not gonna drop ass in front of you <laughs> because that's not how I roll. I'm talking about like, yeah, I find it funny, but um, yeah, I don't fart in public, and I typically. Don't, it, it takes a couple of months before I feel comfortable letting one rip in front of my significant other. And it's probably going to be by accident the first time until I realize, okay, he's laughing at it too. Now I can laugh at myself kind of a thing. But uh, yeah, the, the, I, I have a potty mouth. I curse like a sailor. I make no bones about it. And I, I, get really creative with it sometimes because it comes out wrong and then you've got like a, a you know you end up with words like ass house and fuckery and whatever but I try to try to keep it interesting um that said kind of the same scenario like obviously you're not gonna start dropping f-bombs if you're at family dinner or you know you're meeting someone for the first time and trying to make a good impression you know, there, there's yeah, there's, there's a time and a place. Scenarios. Yeah, exactly, time and a place. That that's kind of how I feel about farting too. <laughs> I feel like Amy, we might be part of a, 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 a pioneering feminist unit uh, <laughs> of like farting. They're like, <laughs> we're going forward, ladies. Like if boys can, like if the boys can do it, we can do it too, and we can make it funny. We can make it acceptable and i i would like to salute you as a future <laughs> pioneer <laughs> of the feminist party movement so thank you for your service <laughs> yeah i have some other gross gross habits that are not habits but gross interests that we won't go into but i've been i have been chastised for before so Yes, we we are all unique and individual. <laughs> well, well, we'll make a new genre of podcast for that. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> to be discussed later. <laughs> so, Erica, have you um, given any thought to going forward with your profiles? Like, are you going to, because you got rid of your profiles, so are you going to re-up them? Are you giving any thought to, like, especially after hearing what Tim had to say, like how do you want to, to proceed with them? Um, I have already, because I don't know if I, I talked about this last time, but okay. Cupid was just like, Oh, Hey, we debited 60 bucks. And I was just like, shit. Like I need to call you guys and tell you, give me my money back or whatever. And then my current situation happened, and I'm like, well, I already paid for it, I guess. I'll just go ahead and, like, re- I had to I had to do a new profile and, and email them, be like, hey, you guys, like, you already, here's my, my 
receipts from when you debited me. Can you please shift this money over to this new? So I did that. And then um, I did re-up for like one month uh, Tinder for $30. Cause I was just like, I'm doing one month and I'm shutting this, this beast down. Cause I'm not, um, I'm not feeling this. And um, I miss, I kind of met somebody uh, and it's been, I, I don't know how to feel about this uh, because I feel like I, I, I always bury the lead, always like leave with the sensational thing. So please feel free to like, you know, edit this, but there was, a gentleman who is not from our regional area who happened because the way Tinder works is they, they look for somebody, they do a, like a radius, someone who's physically within your perimeter, like at the time. And this person like popped up, but I looked at like where he lived and I'm like, and he's on the Eastern seaboard. I'll, I'll say that. Mm. And I'm just like, dude, like, I live here and you live not here. Like, I'm not super interested, but like, what's the game plan? And he was like, very nice. He's very cute or whatever. Um, But he's just like, I'm really looking for your LTR, long-term relationship, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm convinced, like, not now. I've talked to him a few times, but like, I was super duper convinced. It was like some sort of weird catfishing or whatever. And that's why it's like, uh, let me just tell you, I'm broke. I have no money. Like <laughs> I'm old. I'm chubby. So <laughs> if you're fishing for something like you got, you got the wrong, you know, like keep, keep looking. But, uh, he seems to keep talking to me. I even mm. made a point to like, uh, post, realistic slash unflattering pictures of me today. I'm like, Hey, by the way, this is not that my pictures were like, I didn't have the Instagram slash Snapchat filters on any of my pictures. They were just like, as Tim would say, like it's brand promotion. Like they were like more flattering photos, like, like the angles and everything like that. And I'm like, here, let me, let me take the unflattering photos. So, here we are. And he's just like, well, I think you're still okay. And I'm like, really? So, um, I don't know. I don't know, but this person is very definitely out of state. And I'm just like, you sure you can't find somebody else in state. Like you need to like retweak your Tinder, like radius or whatever. So, but it's nice to talk to someone who's just like, Hey, how are you? And I'm like, I'm fine. How are you? Like, I am fine. Also right on. Okay. Okay. Cool. So that's well, where this I mean, is at. Long-term relationships are definitely doable for a lot of people. So. Right. Well, we'll see. <coughs> and what about you, ladies? Any any leads? Any insight? Anything else? I haven't been online to check anything for a while. I'll I'll make it a point to get online at some point this week and just putter around and maybe try to hone in on what the hell I want and if I want anything. (laughs) I think I'm going to work on my boyfriend, ex-boyfriend exercise and try to figure out what my my adjectives for what worked and what didn't. I think that's going to be my my project. 
I think that's a good project for you. But what about you, dear Amanda? Well, no, because I still don't really feel like I'm in the best frame of mind. And then my work is about to really pick up. So I'm, I'm hoping, you know, soon to be back on. But like I said, I, I think I want to revamp everything. So I'm really trying to think about what it is that I want versus don't want and what is what's the superficial wants and what are the real wants you know because I think it's really easy to kind of almost get like a laundry list of stuff that you need to have and that I think is also like not a good thing so I want to make sure that I don't do that as I'm thinking about this in this process but just sort of figuring out like okay what will I be happy with in like six months and three years and five years? Cause I mean, ultimately I would like a, like a long-term relationship. Like I'm not, I don't really like dating just a date. I don't do it for shits and giggles. Um, and I definitely have been with guys who, even when I say that quite literally, like still have been like, Oh yeah, no, me too. But are definitely just, you know, whatever. Cause I mean, guys be guys. So. <laughs> and even 40 year old guys still think they want to act and behave like our younger counterparts. Yeah. So, um, and I mean, I've, that is, I've certainly also dated a lot of really great guys where it just didn't work out and that's totally fine. And I don't think you should go into a relationship with like so much pressure that like, Oh, this is forever. But I also know, like, I don't want to invest a bunch of time into something that like has no potential. So I need to figure out, what I want. Well, wrapping back around to our other episode, maybe hearing what Tim says that he's seeing other people, especially like males, like put forward or what they're looking for or what they think they're supposed to look for. Maybe this will give us an insight on how, not that we need to re- brand ourselves based on what we think guys want, but maybe we can understand where they're coming from and be like, okay, Hey, I get you. And this is where I'm coming from as well. And maybe we can meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I think definitely. I think a hundred percent. Hey everybody. Thanks for listening. This has been another good episode. Please email us with questions comments or if you want to be on the podcast we would love to have you on to join us so you can do that at letsswipepod at gmail.com and we hope to hear from you and we will talk to you next time bye guys bye guys